Owl Nation. Happy Friday afternoon. It's Friday, February 12th. Owl or Nothing podcast. It's been a while since we've done our, our last. We're going to call this like Owl or Nothing 2.0 because it's, we're it's restarting Second again. semester. Second semester. Christopher Lynn, assistant AD for equipment. Jay Turiano. Assistant facilities coordinator. Fantastic. It's great to have you. We have uh, associate athletic director Ken Sweeten. We're back. We are. We are fired up. We got the band back together. Uh, feels great. It, fe- feels it feels good, good to be back. It just feels like a, it's it's like home. A new semester, a new hope. Hopefully, yeah. we play some games. Uh, that's looking always forward the, to it. That's always the hope, isn't it? It is always the hope. I mean, it seems like we're gonna get some baseball and softball and, and women's lacrosse games, and I don't I don't, yep. I don't see why not. I mean, some track. I'm looking forward to it. If it stops snowing, right? It's not well, snowing, right? Well, we can't help Mother Nature. I mean, that's right. That is what it is. Yeah, An, a typical gritty northeast winter. Yeah. We've had so far. So I mean, we we've it's been a while since we've been together. We had a whole winter break that happened. A lot of a lot of different things. We had we had a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. We have the end goal. The NBA Finals happened. We already talked about how. Yep, we had a Super Bowl. What you it think? was a it was it was a good game. Oh, the game wasn't great. I'm happy for Tom Brady. What if that game was in New York with the weather? That'd been crazy. I know. I was, it, when it was in New York, the NFL got very lucky because it was literally after the game. The next day, yeah. it snowed. Yeah, yeah, it would not have been ideal for That's that all game. I, all I could think about who would have the advantage in that game it has to be Tom Brady. He's used to playing up here in the cold weather all the time. I mean, Kansas City plays in the cold weather too. Yeah. I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah, that's a hypothetical. I'm not sure. We'll do never you, know. Do you think it home field advantage came into play? I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a whole heck of a lot of the Super Bowl. I mean, I did watch some of it, but I just I lost interest in it a little bit after halftime. I don't think it came into play, per se, but I, I heard there was, it was a majority of Tampa Bay fans in right. the stadium. But right. I don't I don't think it came into play at all. I think it was total domination from the coin flip. Yeah. Covey, this one's this one's right in your wheelhouse. Do you prefer uh, Champa Bay or Tampa Tampa Bay, as they're calling it? Champa Bay, because Champa Bay, yeah. although Tom is a very integral part of the team, it's about a team. Tampa's kind of a hot spot for sports right now, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you got the Lightning with a championship. You got the Rays who were playing in the yeah. They got to the uh, World Series. World they Series, got right. to the World Series. Yep. And now the Buccaneers, the Lightning. You guys are talking about some obscure sports for me. Hockey's not one of mine. You guys know that. So, uh, how about the Giants? Any big moves from the Giants you foresee coming? I mean, no. I mean, got to wait and see. Got to wait and see. Right now, I'm I'm in the NBA right now. You know, it's NBA season. Knicks right. are watchable, which right. is good. That is good, I guess. I'm watching a lot of basketball, college basketball too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it next year. I can't wait to uh, have a tip off out. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about the Giants. Talking about UConn, and I think that's a perfect segue into our guest today. What do you think about that? I think that's a great segue into our guest. So our guest today is the interim director of athletics, Malakowski. Hey, Welcome. How are you? Thanks We're for having me. Great. How's everything going? It's good. It's busy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Matt joins us, our former director of athletics, Jay Moran, who was, was guest number one for us. Uh, he's he's gone back to the University of Bridgeport in... Uh, in the capacity of the vice president for athletics over there, so that's what he's. Uh, what he's is that the right title? Jay, Jay also came up with the name of the podcast. All or nothing. You you, are you plan on changing the name of the podcast? No, I'll, I'll leave that legacy with with him. Okay. Something that we can keep going on. I'm not. All right. I'm not. I'm okay. not into renaming. Okay. All right. 
so we have Matt here today. A lot of, lot of questions. Matt is also the director of compliance. That's where he's, uh, he was before he was named the interim. And uh, we're excited to have you here. A lot of questions. It's going to be, we're going to throw some, some tough questions at you today. No softballs coming from us. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the listeners getting to know you a little bit, Matt. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go right into it. Um, can, you, can you let the listeners know, you know, where your athletic journey started? You know, where, where'd, you, where'd you study? Where'd you go to school? Sure. I started my undergrad at University of Connecticut up in up in stores and at the time I was a history poli sci major thinking that he was going to go into uh, the sport agency world to pursue law school and to be a sports agent and it took a turn and went to Quinnipiac <clears throat> decided that that wasn't the angle I wanted to go uh Decided to go over to St. John's. St. John's started their uh, uh, sports management uh, master's program. Enrolled there. Came out of there with a little bit of background in learning about compliance. Mainly because while I was enrolled at St. John's, I was also a paralegal in the law, working in the law firm uh, for a while. So it was kind of a, a cor- correlated a lot, to, you know, similar similarities between NCAA compliance and, and legal work. Um, Send out some feelers to once I graduated from St. John's to all the schools in Connecticut about someone looking to work for free. Anyone need some help? <laughs> and that's I mean that's how you got to get started. Yeah. And uh, you know Fairfield University at the time um, had an opportunity offered me an opportunity to come in and get get my feet wet in compliance. Was there for a couple of years, then went up to the University of Hartford. Was there for a couple of years, and then found my way here and been here since 2012. You know, here's what's interesting about the four people sitting in this room right now is we all started here in one capacity and have risen to a different capacity. Well, you know, Matt started out as the assistant director of compliance under um, under Bo Pierman, mm-hmm. and then he moved up to the director of compliance, and now he's the interim athletic director. You know, you worked with me in the equipment room. I started yep. here as a student. Ken was a was a GA or a UA for Rick Letty, and we UA, all, yeah. Yeah. all rose up the ranks and... Uh, we're here. You, you talk about the legends of Southern Connecticut. Rick Letty. Yeah. Sully. Yeah. Tony Aceto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty good lineage going on here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And we're, 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 we're doing some good things. So so you, you, you started off at the University of Hartford. Is that right? I mean, Fairfield a, is, <clears throat> was where I started my internship and then went, then went to University of Hartford. What are some of the, uh, the, the, the major differences between some of the Division One schools and, and a Division Two school like Southern Connecticut? I mean, there aren't too many at that level between a mid-major um, D1 program and the D2 program we have here. I mean, the first thing is just if you had to choose its facilities, facilities are a little bit upgraded at the uh, D1 level than they are. At the D two, and that's just the investment the university is making in that at that time to to go D one. D one requires a bigger investment from the university, whether it be scholarship dollars, um, traveling. They're they're you know they have to travel multiple states. It's not like we're regionalized in D two. Um, other than that, the com- the compliance. I mean, their manual is a little bit bigger than ours, but a lot of it's the same stuff. You got to keep on the kids about staying eligible. You got to keep the kids out of trouble. You got to keep the student athletes from messing with their amateurism. It's the same themes, just little tweaks here and there, and the rules are a little bit different. So as the equipment guy, one of my favorite things to do is to pass out gear to people. People get so excited about it. 
And I think Matt, once a year, gets that feeling when he passes out the compliance manual to all of us. <laughs> we all get excited to get him. He's I giving do. us stuff. It's That's true. Not this year, though. Not no. this year. COVID <laughs> spending. They got rid of the hard <laughs> manual. It was all, it was all PDF-bound. So uh, I missed that. Yeah, that Christmas day in July where I got to hand out manuals to all of all the sports and get the fresh smell of the uh the <laughs> compliance paper and then and then i like to keep track of who doesn't open it the entire year <laughs> well yeah i see i don't think a lot of people knew that i don't think people really paid attention that you would yeah. you know, every once in a while Matt would come down and say hey can i buy your compliance manual i don't think he actually needed it i just he wanted to see if i actually you know yeah. if the pages were creased at all or anything was <laughs> done anything to it, highlighted so. right in the equipment I mean, area right mine always was because yeah. i i took it to heart so. my favorite part is walking around and seeing people actually looking in the manual and then i kind of <laughs> chuckle to myself i'm like what what is happening in here what, what are you doing <laughs> um so talk about compliance what is your favorite part about compliance and what's your least favorite part about compliance <laughs> wow <laughs> that's a tough one I know you want you to, we'll pull back the shade uh, and, and explain to us the exciting world of athletic compliance favorite part about compliance is doing a waiver for a student athlete that's in a tough spot whether they're ineligible and, and helping them get eligible I mean I could tell a quick story we had a men's basketball player um who, who came to us, this is previously, this is when Donnelly, when Donnelly was the coach, and um, a situation where we had to file a waiver for him, and it was a little bit of a lengthy process, and we got it for him, and just the excitement between the player and, and the coach that that came through and, and get them get them going. It was shortly before playing UConn, I think, and then it just, just to see like how happy they were that they, you know, they thought they were in a tough spot, and then we got them to play. Worst part is the opposite. It's delivering the opposite news. You're ineligible. You can't play. Uh, you know, you did something you shouldn't have done, and no athlete wants to sit in the chair in the compliance office and, and get the news that they're no longer eligible. So it's, it's you know, both both sides of the spectrum there. A little trivia question. Who was he talking about? What athlete? Which basketball What year? Player? Oh, Can you give me the year? year or give the me like actual a year numbers? No, I, I couldn't give you the year numbers. Uh, it was like Greg it was like Langston, Mike Donnelly's last year's year. No, no, it was after that. Not much after that, but after that. Twenty-four, number twenty-four. Desmond. Yeah, Desmond Williams. Yeah. Desmond Williams. See, I I, I wasn't a student here. Right, you were, I was you at Fairfield at that you time. You were gone. You were gone. I, I missed him. I heard he was a phenomenal ball player, though. You know what? Awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. I saw awesome, some tape. Great phenomenal. kid. Like he used to work for me in the equipment room. He was just an awesome person. And to, to his hear and his his credit, it was you know he started his career at a two year school, and when you go from a two year to a four year, it carries a lot of <clears throat> eligibility requirements in terms of credit. So it was nothing that you know he did that was wrong. It was just uh, getting caught up in the NCAA bylaw of two year transfers, and we felt he was he he did what he needed to do at the two year school, and he was ready to go and eligible and we made the case and and off he went we got it approved and he was good to go you know you know what's nuts is i don't think people you know uh, um, hopefully our listeners are learning a little bit about you know the compliance aspect of things but i don't think people think about that job when they think about athletics like you think about you know i'm sure you think about uh, the, the athletic director the athletic trainers maybe even equipment person you know sports information there's definitely areas you think about i don't think people Truly yeah. think about and, it's and how well, yeah, it's the most obviously you need it. It's the most important thing, but I don't think it, people really pay attention to it. It's crazy. It's at yeah. the bottom of the list for GAs. Yeah, I could imagine. And you know, yeah. and and to to Matt's credit, a lot of our coaches here will tell you that 
he does a fantastic job. Um, where some compliance people, you know, you'll go in and talk to him and they're like, nope, can't do it. They're, Matt will, from all the coaches I've talked to, said he will look into everything and do the best he can to try to try to help out a situation. Compliance can can wear you down. <laughs> and I, I can see situations where the easier answer is no. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to benefit the coaches, the teams, the student athletes. So you got to do your do your work and look into stuff. But I can it, compliance people can get beaten down to a point where no can be an easy answer. Right. I've thought about it once or <laughs> twice, but no. At the end of the day, you always have to do you know do what's in the best interest of the athletes and the teams. Right. I mean, really, it's probably the most important position within an athletic department. Yeah. I mean, getting the kids on the field. You know that. And athletic training, I would put, you know, right there, keeping them healthy and, yeah, and getting kids on the field ready to go. Equipment, too, is pretty important. <laughs> we love you, man. You know, like, is, that, is that what you need to hear about? Yeah, like, is that, is that what equipment, equipment gets the fun sometimes, stuff, though. Oh, it's a handout. The, Here's a brand-new uniform, yeah. and the kids love it. Compliance <laughs> is behind the scenes. No one wants to deal uh, with it. No one wants to talk about you're grades right. and academics. But when you're you go right. to the equipment, you got a shiny new uniform. Yeah. Everyone's excited. Come down at 11 o'clock at night and wash some sweaty <laughs> clothes. We'll see how much you're liking it. <laughs> so um, let's talk about where you are right now. Your, where your, your, your athletic journey is leading you to or where you, how you've, tran- you've transformed from uh, compliance into the interim athletic director. Is that something you've always – have you always wanted to be an athletic director? Is that – I've said this goal, your aspiration. I've said it a couple times that I think anyone, when you first get into college athletics, you aspire to be an athletic director, or you at least you wonder, do I want to be an athletic director? So um, this opportunity came around at a good time for me and my career to really get feet wet and 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 to be an athletic director on an interim basis. So that's really one of the reasons why I I accepted the um, the interim designation just to really now figure it out is is the right is the right position for me is it something i want to pursue uh long term beyond beyond this year so how's it been you know diving into different uh you know areas other than compliance you know a little bit of a equipment facilities you know fiscals it's eye-opening and stressful Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not it's stressful it's more eye-opening and and like I said, compliance is more behind the scenes, and you you have your goals and your your to do list, and you interact with other areas on occasion. Um, but now to really talk to Ken and to talk to Chris and to talk to Geo and talk to Kelly as the SWA and talk to Allison on almost every day, connecting and, and learning what's difficulties in their areas, where areas they need support, and also where areas they're th- where they're thriving, and um, it, it's 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 been a great experience so far and 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 just to learn I'm, I'm continually to learn more about everyone's areas that i didn't really have a full understanding about so without getting into details i don't we don't want to know any of the nitty-gritty necessarily but is it harder than you thought it would be is it what you thought it would be what's it i would say it is more time consuming harder difficult i think covid plays a major role in it like i can't focus on what i want to do which is you know playing and competing and right. get putting our teams in a place to be successful on the field. My focus so far the past couple of weeks is keeping us healthy, right. which is, is, is difficult and it's weird and it's tough. But I mean, so that element uh, it has been an adjustment for sure. The COVID element has been, has been, has been a learning curve. And that's, you, know, you don't, when you get into college athletics and, and we, we can, I think we can all speak knowledgeably about this. Um, you, you don't, when you're going through school and everything, you're not, you're not learning any skills in school 
specifically to be a compliance director, sure. specifically to be a sports information director, specifically to be a facility director, equipment manager, and down the line. So, like, college college sports, the administrative end of it is, is, is all experience. Mm-hmm. And I remember interviewing for the UA position with Rick, and the thing he said to me was, you're either going to like this job or you're not, but at least you'll know <laughs> <laughs> if this is something yeah, you want right. to do. And I fell in love with the job. Was that something for you, do you, you think? Like, you know, because you had that much responsibility and how important of a role that you played as a compliance director, you know, did, did you like the job at first? And, and do you feel like that's kind of like starting to build up in you now? Now that you compliance see the, the AD chair. Di- compliance or director, oh, the interim director role or the compliance for both? Both, really. Is it too early to call for the AD role? You've only kind of been there for, for a couple of weeks, though. I, I would say compliance, once I got my hands more involved and learned, it, it, I like to problem solve. And a lot of the, the issues that come across a compliance person's desk is problem solving. Interpretations are key. And and um, whether it's an issue a coach has or whether it's an issue a student athlete has or whether whether it's something a coach wants to do that he feels will enhance the program and, and we have to be compliant. So to, to work an idea and make it compliant with NCAA bylaws is, is you know, something I like to do. It's interesting to me. So, yeah, once I started getting my hands a little dirty and I was like, yeah, this is for me. The director of athletics role is it is it still too early to call? I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's been it's what's been two week two two weeks maybe, but it it it's interesting to get more involved in other areas like I like I said previously. So that aspect of it excites it excites me. We'll see as as the weeks go on. It's too early. <laughs> we'll ask you that. We'll ask you that midway through the spring. Yeah. When, when the vaccines start to come into hit and everyone's feeling good, I'll be like, hey, yeah, I love this. Right. Right. So one of the central themes of our of our podcasts that I've noticed, and obviously just the timing of when we started these, is is obviously all COVID based. And from your perspective, from a compliance perspective, at least, it must be a crazy time. I mean, with the the you know, student athletes getting eligibility back and trying to stay up to date on everything that's happened compliance wise. I mean, is this, I mean, no one ever, so we would say to athletes, we never thought this would happen, but is this one of the most challenging times you think you've ever had in athletics? It's definitely the most challenging time right. I've ever had without saying it's definitely, even right. though it's been two weeks, I can say without a doubt, right. there's just so many layers to, to COVID and navigating compliance. I mean, you, we've heard, you guys heard from me in our admins, whether it's testing, whether it's testing the athletes, whether it's testing officials, what are mm-hmm. we doing for spacing? What are we doing for masking? What are we, and that's, and that's just COVID. That's not the day to day what athletics has to go through in terms of eligibility and grades and upgrading facilities and, and working through awards with the conference office and working with Ken and up making sure that our athletes are profiled correctly and working with equipment and making orders. Like, there's so much that goes into what already is, and then you throw a pandemic on top of it with its own layers. It's right. It's definitely by far been the most difficult. Right. I feel like we're almost there. I'm just gonna <laughs> get out the positivity. The news yesterday, Governor Cuomo said, you know, he's gonna start allowing fans late February. I just feel like I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. This is why I like talking to Jay. He's always <laughs> yeah. He brightens my I, mood. When I, you know, it's good that his office is across from mine, across the hall. I can just come by and, and stop by and just get a little morale boost. You know, yeah. I like the positivity. Even when our sports teams are down, you're always, you know. That's all you can do is stay positive. <laughs> stay positive. When you're a Knicks fan, that's pretty much all you can do is <laughs> yes. just be positive um, and hope. I also, you know, I, I apologize to the listeners. I actually wanted to start a new segment earlier in the show. 
and I forgot to do it. So I'm going to reverse right now, Ken. Go to the beginning of the show, and um, I'm going to start a segment called This This Date in Owl History. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. I can't believe we forgot. We talked about yep. this yesterday yep. in our uh, so, in our pre-production meeting. We talked about it, and it never came up. Yep. So on this date in 2018, our women's swimming and diving program won back-to-back any 10 uh, championships. And the men's swim and dive won their 13th any 10 title on this date in 2018 by the biggest margin in any 10 history. Wow. It's a good night. Yeah, it was yeah. a good night. It's pretty good, right? Good night to be a part of the Owl Swim program. I forgot about that. Is it time for the next segment? Oh, yeah, it's time. It's time. We're it's right my there. favorite segment. I think, I, I, I do want to say, I mean, I think Matt will do well with this. Um Matt's Matt's kind of a quiet person, so I think we this will be good to bring some some information out of him that uh, he may not, you know, our listeners, maybe our some of our staff may not know about him. I'm excited for them to find out a little bit about Matt. Yeah, they're tough questions too. So should, should I be nervous? I don't think you should be nervous. Yeah. They're they're hard hitting questions. So, okay. so. Right. yeah, I'll do my best. Okay, we're excited for this. So Matt, let the listeners know what's your favorite movie. Favorite movie? You see, that's what? a hard one, right? That is a hard one. You got an answer. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Miracle. Great movie. That is a good movie. Here's a quick question. Once again, this I tend to ruin rapid fire by asking questions. Where does Waterworld rank <laughs> in your favorite movies all time? I don't think it, cra- it, cr- it doesn't, it doesn't you know, break no? the top ten. No. I mean, sh- I was going to say Shawshank because I love that movie too, it's but I, movie. I wanted it. It's a sports, sports. sports show, so okay. I wanted to go with my favorite sports. It's either that one or Remember the Titan. Now I'm throwing a million movies. I'm sticking yes. with Miracle. Oh, that's okay. good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I asked Waterworld because uh, Coach Frasinelli, our, our senior women's administrator. Shocking. It was a shocking I, answer. Out of left field. I, I mean, Kevin, movie, I would never even think about it. And, she, she, and now I think about it all the time. I think we all kind of sat her and went, you sure? Is, yeah. is that really? I still have to watch it. You haven't seen it? No, I still have to watch it. Cubs, you don't really need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, your favorite music artist? Foo Fighters. That was quick. That, that was, was a new quick. album. Didn't they just come out yeah, with a new album? Yeah, new album the other day. <laughs> Did you listen to it yet? Not yet. I asked, Not well, yet. they released like three songs off of it, like leading up to it. So I feel like I've already heard like a third of it, but I haven't haven't gotten it. I think it was released on Spotify, but I only have YouTube music, so I have to wait for it to come out. There's I, heard a, I heard a fact about Foo Fighters. Their band didn't actually come together until after their first album came out. The full yeah. band? Yeah. Dave Grohl played every instrument yeah. on the album. There was an original wow. drummer who we're going to go down in music. I like this. There was an original <laughs> original drummer of Everlong. Um, he they they recorded it and then he went in the studio <laughs> and re-recorded the 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 drums on Everlong by himself and they kind of eventually replaced him with Taylor Hawkins, who's the drummer. He's doing the drummer ever since. So yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, he plays a lot of instruments. He's a he's a He's awesome. Maybe David Grohl, you ever see him in anything. Yeah, he's, he's talented. He's, he's just, live performance is, is awesome. Favorite food? Pizza. What is your favorite place to get it from? In Connecticut? Zoo parties. In wow. New York, Lombardi's. Or John's on Bleecker Street. He's been oh. cool. so Zoo far. Parties. That's a that's a good that's so a good party. answer. That might be the first of parties answer. That's controversial. I, I, I think I, so. I yeah. agree, especially in New Haven, but... The sausage pizza there is pretty good. All right. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I agree with that one. Um, who's your favorite athlete growing up? Growing up, favorite athlete, Tino Martinez. 
Number 24. It was Don Mattingly, but I was that was, was really still kind of young, and then I gravitated to, to Tino Martinez when he took over and just did a great job. Kind of like Didi with Jeter. Yeah. The 98 Grand Slam. Getting goosebumps right now just <laughs> thinking of it. Seven <laughs> runs in the seventh inning of a best-of-seven series. Um, who... Uh, what are some? Who is your favorite sports team? That's tough, because I feel like, it, I mean, my my top three are the Rangers, Giants, and Yankees. Well, if they're all playing at the same time, and you have to watch one of them. If they're all playing at the same you time, have to watch one. If that's happening, that probably means the Yankees are in the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm probably watching the Yankees. Okay. All right. See, I, I that's what I love about Matt is it's he's very methodical in his thinking. Like I wouldn't even considered that, but I like that. Yeah, because it would be October. Yeah, the Giants. Okay. You know, right. uh, I find a way to watch. That's a tough question. Yeah, Which one? I mean, the Rangers are are a bit the f- most far removed from a championship. If they were in the Stanley Cup and then Game Seven and the Yankees, and I would watch the Rangers just okay. because I need I need that win. And it'd be like June, and Yanks would be regular yeah. season, so yeah. mm-hmm. locked into the cup. Um, favorite animal? Mm, husky. Because of the Yukon Huskies? I have a Husky. And oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Minka. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, and I just, I would have said Wolf, but it's developed in the Husky just because I, I have a Husky now. And yeah, probably a little bit in my heart and my subconscious is because I went to Yukon too, probably. Did you, you want to get the Husky breed because you went to Yukon? No, or it wasn't no I just really like the breed. Awesome. Yeah. Mine's an owl. I that's the yeah, that's the that's the answer we're always <laughs> you know, looking for. Yeah, we haven't got. If I was I truly on it once or twice, maybe. Maybe got once or twice. Maybe. If yeah. I was truly on my game, I that, that would have been the response. <laughs> <laughs> I think Byron Knox threw out owl. He may have said owl. Uh, and then we have one of the female athletes as well, Haley Gordon. Maybe. Maybe. I got to keep. I got to start keeping like a stat sheet together. Yeah, we should. Um, my final question. If you were if you were stuck in a foxhole, who who would you pick uh, to be in there with? Yeah. I'm gonna say my brother. Wow. Yeah. Okay. My brother is is uh, he would someone I would want in there. He he uh, he's in the past through me growing up has taken care of me in a tough tough spots. Oh, so I'm gonna awesome. throw him some credit. You know we we're not we're not a very uh, vocal lovey dovey family, <laughs> but you know maybe he'll ever listen to this and then he'll he'll see the little affection I have. We're gonna for send him. we're gonna send it to him. We're gonna find him and send <laughs> it to him. After now. that, I think we have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was one question that you. Oh, sorry, uh, my wife. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't forget her. <laughs> There's one question that we ask that I, I don't know if we've gotten away from it, or yep. or or if you just don't want to ask. Like I feel like it's a tough question to ask, but it's the dinner question. Oh, yeah. I I really like that question. I think I, you should ask it, Chris. I'm gonna pass no, you no, the ball. No, no, I want you to ask because I don't remember the exact how exactly you would ask it, but I know it has okay. to do with. Thank you for reminding. That are, and that's one of my favorite questions. So if you. We're having dinner. You can invite four people. They can be deceased or alive. Who would you pick? Well, I have to include my wife now because I'm in so much trouble with that. I have to preface that I do not want you in a situation like a foxhole because that's going to be dangerous. It's okay. just why I slept right. with my brother. But now like to, that. To, re- <laughs> to refocus, uh, man, dead or alive, dinner. Uh, I'm going to go with Eli Manning. Okay. Because I feel like that guy is going to be a lot more fun than people give him credit for. First ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with my grandfather on my mother's side because I never knew him. Okay. I'll go with... 
See, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to touch on a lot of areas. This is like a very difficult right. question. You know, most people and probably sit and they think they about do. this, this is a, for for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe you only have one one more person, right? Right. Because uh, you wife, your wife's in there. Eli, so your grandfather. So you have one more spot, one seat left at the dinner table. I guess I'll go with someone like uh, you know. I'm gonna go with with President Obama because I feel like. There's some there's some secrets out there that he probably knows that I would that I want to get I would like to know maybe he would tell me at a, at a dinner it's just yeah just it's a very low key dinner I, I imagine you could probably get some stuff out of him huh. that sounds like a great I, I, I was a history buff and I and I feel like anytime you can sit down with the president yeah can uh, we get this to him Ken is that possible to Obama yeah maybe him and Matt we can make this happen I'm I'm sure I'm he hoping, listens I'm sure he listens right and I'm hoping maybe he gives Matt some secrets and maybe he's like you can tell some people at work these secrets because I want to know them now yeah all right. Okay. That's yeah, I'm sure you see some cool stuff. You know, yeah. as soon as we get off of this, I'm like, nope, I should have picked these four people. Yeah, I feel like that, that. happens. I feel like that happens when we get off this with that. It's a tough know? question on the spot, so. definitely. Who flipped it back to us? I don't think you were here that day. But didn't somebody flip yeah, it back at us? I must have missed that day. And I definitely spun the tires for for a second there. Yeah, I, didn't, I, can I, didn't, I didn't have the answer right yeah, away. That's mm-hmm. a tough one. So, well, we know that you're extremely busy. You're wearing multiple hats. You're doing a lot of different things. So we appreciate you taking a half hour out of your day to sit down with us and uh, letting our viewers, our listeners, get to know you better and uh, learn about the, the world of SESU compliance and the world of being the interim director of athletics. So we really appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. So, And remember, mask up. Thank we want to play this spring. Right. Wear your masks. Mask social up. distance. Wear your masks. This was great. I'm excited to have it back together. As, as Ken said, we got the band back together. We're ready to go. The band back together. Thanks to all Tuesdays the listeners. And Fridays, every Tuesday and every Friday, new rate, episode. Subscribe, review. Do it again. Thank rate, you to all our review. listeners. Rate, subscribe, yeah. review. Rate, get subscribe, review. We got to get this out there so Obama can listen. Allen Nation, we're out.